thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Well, the next seven weeks, we're going to be looking at what Jesus said. We're going to be looking at the I am's of Jesus, what Jesus said about himself that we need to know and understand as well as what it meant then and what it means today. In John's Gospel, there are seven statements that say, I am something. Jesus says, I am. And each of them he starts with, I am. And before we go any further, this morning, I've got to say this morning, because it's one of those things. This morning, before we go any further, we need to recognize that Jesus is being very specific and deliberate in saying these statements this way. He's being very deliberate, very, very targeted. Back, all the way back in Exodus, Moses has his burning bush moments and he says, God, who shall I tell them has sent me? Who shall I tell them? And God says, I am has sent you. I am. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. And that is God's name for himself. It's current, it's permanent, it's ongoing and it's timeless. God says, I am is my name. It's where we get Yahweh from. We often sing, don't we, Lord of all the earth, we shout your name, Yahweh, I am. Not just I was and I will be, but I am all the time. I am always. It's also linked to that saying that, you know, you might have said to somebody who made you the great I am, because actually the great I am is God. And sometimes we like to take his position in life. So straight away, before we go any further into these statements, Jesus is linking himself completely with God. And saying to those around that he is God, that he is divine, by saying, I am. And after every statement Jesus makes, it creates a stir. It creates a bit of roughing up the edges. Anyone who tells you that Jesus was just a good man who said nice things, who did good things, is actually wrong because Jesus said himself, I am. Jesus proclaimed himself, as the Messiah, he proclaimed himself as God's son. He proclaimed himself as God on earth. And so he wasn't just a good man. He was God. He was a God man. The claims aren't just made about him. They are made by him. So today's I am is taken from John chapter 6. And as we have had through this lockdown, we have different people reading. And today it's Raymond and Rachel Graham who are going to do our readings for us. So over to Raymond to read John chapter 6, verses 25 to 38. Thanks, Raymond. John 6, 25 to 38, reading from the message version. When they found him back across the sea, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, You've come looking for me, not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you, filled your stomachs, and for free. Don't waste your energy striving for perishable food like that. Work for the food that sticks with you, food that nourishes your lasting life, food the Son of Man provides. He and what he does are guaranteed by God the Father to last. To that they said, well, what do we do then to get in on God's works? Jesus said, 
threw your lot in with the one that God has sent. The kind of That kind of a commitment gets you in on God's works. They waffled. Why don't you give us a clue about who you are? Just a hint of what's going on. When we see what's up, we'll commit ourselves. Show us what you can do. Moses fed our ancestors with bread in the desert. It says so in the scriptures. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus responded, The real significance of that scripture is not that Moses gave you bread from heaven, but that my father is right now offering you bread from heaven, the real bread. The bread of God came down out of heaven and is giving life to the world. They jumped at that. Master, give us bread now and forever. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more ever. I have told you this explicitly because even though you have seen me in action, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. And once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. Thanks for that, Raymond. Brilliant. I love that last bit where it says, every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. That's me and you. We can run into his arms today. But also... He, he says, I hold on and don't let go. So whatever you're facing today, there's a word for you. I hold on and don't let go. I would say with quite a bit of confidence that most of us watching here have taken some form of bread product this week. Unless you're on some keto diet or something that doesn't involve carbs. I would say most of us have had some sort of bread product. Whether it's been toast for breakfast. Anyone had toast for breakfast? Maybe it's been sandwiches for your lunch one day. Anyone had a sandwich? I went to Grilla Cheese. There are other shops available, but it was very nice. Recommend their toasted sandwiches. You might have had a roll with some soup. Or maybe even a pizza base made out of dough for your tea. Or, or for your supper if you're Ian Salter. Sorry, I better say that. Even if you have a gluten allergy, even if you have celiac, there are so many bread products you can still choose from. Why? Because it is a staple part of our physical diet. We love the carbohydrate cuddle we get when we eat bread. We love it. Freshly made bread, we love it. You know, my kids growing up had the treat and pleasure of going to Alison and Paul Hardingham's house. And when they were little, they would go and they would always come back with a little bag with freshly baked bread rolls. And it was just, we loved taking them to Alison and Paul's because we got rid of them for a little bit. But also, we got bread back. But Chloe and Joel loved making bread with Alison. In fact, Chloe, who's now in her 20s, was reminiscing the other day. And she said, I wish I could go and make bread with Alison again. She's 20. So Alison, there's an offer for you. It is one of our basic foodstuffs. It's one of the things that we perhaps depend on to fill and to satisfy us, unless we're on a low-carb diet, in which case you rely on something else. But it is a staple food. Bread is not the cherry on top of the cake. It's not the finishing touch. It's not the little extravagance that comes. It's not the ingredient that you've tried once, but never again it is still now stuck at the back of the fridge, probably going off and looking a bit minging. Jesus didn't say... I am the quinoa of life. He didn't say that, did he? Or the quinoa, if you don't know what quinoa is. But he didn't say, I am the quinoa of life. He said, 
I am the bread of life. He didn't say, I am the anchovy of life. Because who wants anchovies anyway? But he said, I am the bread of life. I am the everyday staple thing for your sustenance. I am the everyday. I can remember a couple called the Murrays who we supported as a church. And they were missionaries to Papua New Guinea. And one of their roles as they were missionaries to Papua New Guinea was to write a translation of the Bible for the tribes that they were working with in the local tongue. And when they got to this part of the Bible, they struggled. Because saying to this tribe, Jesus said, I am the bread of life, didn't really mean a lot. Because actually, bread wasn't a part of their everyday diet. Bread wasn't a necessity. In fact, when they translated the Bible, they ended up saying in this part, Jesus said, I am the sweet potato of life. I like sweet potatoes. I know Joel doesn't, but I like sweet potatoes. But what they were trying to say is, Jesus is the staple part of everyday life. It shows what Jesus was trying to get across because Jesus needs to be a part of the everyday. He needs to be a part of the everyday. Not just the cherry on top, not just the, the anchovy that you put on your pizza. He is the base. He is the foundation. He is the bread of life. Not just a Sunday edition or a luxury item. The crowd here is after Jesus in a good way at the moment because he's just performed a miracle. He's performed an incredible miracle. What was the miracle? It was the feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000 where 5,000 people were fed with five small barley loaves and two small fish. He has completely satisfied a huge crowd with the most affordable bread and just a small amount. It's often said that this miracle happened because one person brought what they had to Jesus. This miracle happened because one person brought the little that they had and Jesus multiplied it. We can all do that, can't we? We can bring the little that we have to Jesus for him to use. But many of us sat watching today will think, well, I've got nothing to offer. I haven't got anything important. There's nothing good that I can do. We're not good enough, maybe. Well, in that story, barley loaves were the cheapest of breads. They were the least important of breads. They weren't your sourdough made by Simon Pudsey. They were just the cheapest barley loaves you could afford. They were the most basic. It wasn't Warburton's Toasty. It wasn't a Tesco's Extra Special Granary. It was a barley loaf, the basic, most, most simple of breads. It wasn't artisan or brioche. It was the most basic and simple If Jesus can do that when one person brings the most basic and simple thing to him and he can satisfy thousands, just think what he can do with what we can bring him. Even if we think it's the most basic, even if we think it's the most simple, Jesus can multiply the simplest thing we can bring. Interestingly, the number five in Hebrew is linked to the five books of Moses, the law of Moses, and it's linked to giving life and being satisfied. The five books of Moses, of course, contain the law. There are two fish. Two is linked to multiplication. It's linked to blessing. And the law that Jesus said was important was just twofold. Love God, love others. So in that feeding of the 5,000, there's a simple message there that actually the old law, the five barley loaves, isn't as important really as the two laws that says love God and love others. So Jesus provides what was needed to satisfy for life. And he multiplies it so that there's more than enough. There were 12 baskets left over. He gives more than enough. We've just got to put our simple, basic things in his hands. 
Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He can provide physically. He's proved that in this miracle. But actually, there's more to this statement. He's not the cherry on top of what we said or the ingredient we use less often. Jesus actually says to them, you're only interested in me because of the physical thing you've seen me do. You're only interested in me because of the physical thing, the miracle of multiplication. And he says, don't chase after all that stuff because it's here today and gone tomorrow. We've seen that through this lockdown. Don't chase the physical stuff. Many of us today might be frustrated that we're not in this building and we're not able to gather and that's all of us. But don't chase the physical stuff. He says, chase after the spiritual food. We can still feed ourselves spiritually. We can still grow and we can still chase after him because he is the bread of life. Moses gave you bread from heaven. But Jesus says to us today, I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you me. I am the bread of life. Jesus is the staple part of every day. He is for every day. And Jesus satisfies. After Jesus says this, the crowds show that the spiritual side of things isn't actually what they're after. There's a little bit in the middle that Raymond and Rachel haven't read from verses 41 to 42 that says this. At this, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven, the Jews started arguing over him. Isn't this the son of Joseph? Don't we know his father? Don't we know his mother? How can he now say, I came down out of heaven and expect anyone to believe him? They have seen an incredible miracle with their own eyes. They've seen a physical Evidence of Jesus as the Messiah, the transformation of five loaves for feeding 5,000. But as soon as Jesus offers a spiritual transformation, as soon as he offers something more than physical, people become a bit aggrieved. People don't want to know. In fact, they insult him. They say, well, we know his mum and dad. You know, And many of us might feel bad about our past and we might feel that we can't possibly move forward because of our background, maybe because of our parents, maybe because of our upbringing. Jesus' parents were known. They were nothing special. They were willing. Mary particularly was willing, but they weren't anything other than human beings. And Jesus is saying, I am God's son. And yet the crowds who've seen this miracle, who've seen this multiplication, who've seen this blessing, go, why should we believe you? Why should we listen to you? Why should anyone listen to you? They're not interested in what Jesus is saying. Why should we listen to what Jesus is saying? Because the proof is there. The proof was there for them. The feeding of the 5,000, this miraculous transformation, this miraculous multiplication. And yet they still struggle with the spiritual chase that they need to be on. Let's hear the rest of the chapter from Rachel. Thanks, Rachel, as she reads from 47 to 51. This reading is from John chapter 6, reading from verses 47 to 51 in the message version. I'm telling you the most solemn and sober truth now. Whoever believes in me has real life, eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna bread in a desert and died. But now here is bread that truly comes down out of heaven. Anyone eating this bread will not die ever. I am the bread living bread, who came down out of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live and forever. The bread that I present to the world so that it can eat and live is myself, this flesh and blood self. Thank you, Rachel. Now, Rachel is a dentist. Many of you might realise that. So perhaps I shouldn't have brought this with me this morning. But 
the passage talks about manna, and manna, the, the Israelites looked at it and went, what is it? That's where it came from. So I could open my little box here today and say, I've brought my equivalent of manna today. You know, you might say, what is it? Well, physical food is one thing, isn't it? The people knew their past glories. They knew the miracles of manna. What is it? And some of you are sat at home thinking, what is it? Right now, it looks like it might have been last night's Chinese. It isn't, honest. But for Father's Day, Chloe bought me a cookbook. I don't normally bake, but she bought me a cookbook for Father's Day. And actually, it was called the Biscoff Baking Book. Now, I know I talk about it a lot, but it is important today. Oh, my days. When I look at that book, it is full of incredible treats. And there are so many things that I want to make. And I actually have lost some weight in lockdown. You might think I haven't, but I have. But if Chloe keeps buying me things like this, I'm going to be like the size of a mattress, I think. But for Father's Day, she bought me this cookbook. And so I made the first thing. And it is full of incredible treats. And this here is, is gooey, sticky, and probably not what my dentist would recommend I eat, Rachel. I'm really sorry. But it's chewy and sweet. I would eat it now while I talk, but I suspect I probably would have five minutes where I wouldn't be able to say anything. But I'll save it for later. and maybe, maybe I'll give some of the worship band some later on. But all my days, it's full of incredible looking treats. And I made this marshmallow crispy cake. Wow. It is chewy. It is sweet. And after one piece, you want another. It is just, it's really bad. If you sat in front of a plate of it, before long, it will all have gone. And actually, my diet was going so well. And I had to give it away to others in the house so I wouldn't eat it all and fill my face with it. And when the Israelites first received this manna from heaven, this bread from heaven in the desert that God provided, they said, what is it? And they were amazed. They were amazed by this manna. It was sweet. It was tasty. But one of the things we need to recognize about that story is that the manna only lasted for one day. They could collect it in the morning but they couldn't store it overnight. They had to go and collect it the next day. Over the weekend, when it was the Sabbath, they got two days. But they had to collect it every day. They couldn't store it up. It had to be gathered daily and enjoyed in that day. Do you know, we have to stop trying to store up enough of Jesus on a Sunday. We have to stop trying to store up enough of Jesus on a Sunday to last the whole week. Because that, isn't going to work because so many other things will creep in. It is a daily gathering that we need, a daily gathering of the bread of heaven, which is Jesus, because ultimately he gives life that is eternal. It is a daily gathering, or we start to go off. It was a daily gathering of the manna, or the manna went off and went rotten. We need a daily gathering of Jesus so that we don't go off. Every day when we wake up, we have to make the choice to put our wants on his cross and to take up his will. Joshua 24 verse 15, I was reminded of this week, and it's a verse which is actually written on the wall next to my door as I leave the house every day and as I come home. Obviously, I've not left the house an awful lot in the last four months, but hey. But it's written on the wall and it says this, choose for yourselves this day who you will serve. Choose for yourselves this day, today, who you'll serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Choose for this day. That means every day you need to say for yourself, I'm going to choose this day, Jesus. And tomorrow, I'm going to choose this day, Jesus. And on Tuesday, I'm going to choose this day, Jesus. Because we need to choose daily. We need a daily gathering. 
Not only that, but when we read the story of the Israelites receiving manna, at first they were impressed. At first you would be impressed. Corey's had a piece already this morning. It's good, isn't it? It's good, yeah, it's good. He's doing the words, by the way. Um, it's good. But at, at first it impressed them. But after a while of eating manna every day, they started to moan. They started to whinge. Oh, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. And they wanted something else. It didn't satisfy long term. Now, I'd love to experiment and see if I could eat this every day and get sick of it. I think I probably would. I think it would probably make me a little bit sick. Because actually, with food, we want to hunger for something else. The difference with Jesus is, Jesus satisfies Jesus is long-term for eternity. Jesus says to them, you are hungering for stuff that won't satisfy. You are hungering after the physical signs. You're hungering after the wrong stuff. Even manna from heaven won't be enough. And Jesus says to them, I am the real bread. I am the real bread. Come down from heaven and I will satisfy eternally. He will always be enough. You'll never get sick of Jesus. If you choose daily to gather Jesus, you'll never get sick of him. You'll never moan about him. You'll never see something else. It's when we fill ourselves with the other stuff, we become dissatisfied. It's a daily gathering. Today, choose who you'll follow. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Jesus said, I am. He was showing total claim to divinity, total claim to being God's son, come down from heaven to earth, Claims that many struggled with, even though they'd seen the physical miracles. He says, I am. That's God. He says, I am the bread. That's the staple part of your everyday. The thing which is available and accessible to all people. In Papua New Guinea, I am the sweet potato. Maybe in some countries, I am the rice. In some African countries, I am the ugali. That's what they rely on for their staple diet. Jesus says, I am the bread. He says, I am the bread of life. Not just any bread, but one that brings life and life for all eternity. These people were still chasing after a sign. They were still chasing after the physical things. And they were chasing after the wonder. And yet the saviour of the world was right in front of them. They were blind to the bread of heaven that was there. They were blind to the spiritual salvation they could have. You know, we've had many teenagers live in our house over the years and family uh, in our house and with our family, but, and boy, can they eat? They can eat for Britain. They can fill themselves, they can eat tea and then straight after have a piece of toast. And I'm sure our portion sizes are pretty big. As I say, look at me, that's all you need. That's the proof, isn't it? <laughs> the proof of the pudding is me. <laughs> that, that's the answer. They can have a meal and immediately want ice cream or toast or sandwiches because they are hard to fill and hard to satisfy. And you know, as they go for those snacks, often they choose totally the wrong thing to satisfy. How many people will think I'm hungry and go for a McDonald's or a bag of crisps? And we can tell them healthy options and better options, but they still chase after the wrong stuff to fill them because it won't satisfy. It will not fill. It will not last. Today, as I come to an end, we have the opportunity to be filled with Jesus and to know life to the full. Life that ultimately satisfies. You only have to look at the people who've kept going despite the hardest of circumstances. Look at the heroes we've looked at. Look at people like Corrie ten Boom, Brother Andrew, Heavenly Man, Brother Yun. All those people have kept going. Why? Because they have had Jesus daily as their choice. 
They have filled themselves on the bread of heaven. Many of them have had a close walk with Jesus and has filled them with a bread that can only have come from heaven. Don't chase after people, chase after the bread that has come down. Bread starts as a grain of wheat. For that grain of wheat to be made into bread, it has to be crushed and ground into powder, into nothing. And it becomes totally obliterated in order to become the loaf that we eventually eat. Do you know, Jesus was crushed for our sin. He was ground down for our mistakes. He was worn down and obliterated so that people would accept him. And he rose again. He rose again. And when we remember him, we take bread and wine. And when we take that bread, we break it once again to show that Jesus was broken for me and broken for you. To eat the bread, we just have to accept it. And we have to take and see it broken before us. What did Jesus say? I am God's son. I am the bread, the thing that will daily satisfy. I am the bread of life. Who wants life? Yes, please. The very thing we want, the very thing we need. And Jesus promises life to the full. So as I finish and we get the worship band back up, will we take Jesus today? Will we run into his arms and will we say, this day I choose my saviour. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Will we take him and be filled with the bread of heaven? Because he is the bread of life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for the fact that something said 2,000 years ago is still relevant to us today. Pray that we will daily gather you, that we will fill ourselves with you and pour you out onto our communities. Father, I pray for those who don't know you. May they know that you were crushed and ground down for their sin and for their mistakes. And may they know that all they need to do is accept that bread, to accept that body given for them, to accept the blood shed for them. And believe that Jesus rose from the dead. That he didn't stay dead and buried. He didn't stay ground down. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. So today, this day, let us choose to serve our Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen.